Chapter 14 Wide Awake Henry slept to my left. To my right, Sam pulled out a chunk of wood and shaved slivers with his knife. His eyes tracked Stone, who squatted next to the fire and stretched her hands toward the heat. My clothes were still damp against my skin from the rain. Why hadn't I brought my sweater? It'd be too awkward to lie closer to Henry or Sam. My foot was elevated on a rock. Henry had wrapped and tied his jacket around my ankle. Sam's flannel shirt was draped over a rock near the fire. His t-shirt exposed arm muscles that didn't appear tired after carrying me. I watched Sam's dark brows furrow in focus, his fingers cutting with precision, brushing away chips, glancing over the wood to see where he should put his knife next. When his eyes met mine, I shut them quickly. Nice job, Peril, like he'd fall for the I'm asleep trick. When I opened them, he watched his project and smiled. He wouldn't sleep either, not with Stone nearby. I could have killed you, you know. Stone's high-pitched voice brought a chill. I saw the three of you on the roof from my greenhouse. Can't hide secrets with glass walls. Lucky for me, I watched where you put the necklace. As much as I wanted nothing to do with the necklace, I didn't want that girl with it either. If the necklaces really were the key to returning home, I'd need mine. I should have thought of that before I buried the dumb thing. Sam glanced at Stone, then back to his project. I didn't doubt that the Lee Stone 8 made her one of the best killers both worlds would ever know. Sam didn't seem to be afraid. Henry couldn't be too afraid. He'd fallen asleep as soon as Sam told us he'd be the watch guard. But Stone had my necklace. Without it, I'd never go back home. With it, I'd never leave Moon City. I don't plan on keeping it. The chain from the necklace hung from Stone's clutched hand. I don't plan on giving it back to you, either. I sat up, grimacing when my ankle throbbed. What use is it to you, then? Stone sat crisscrossed in front of the fire. Her orange hair blended in with the flames. Without the necklace, Carper loses power and I'm safe. Did I have that kind of power to save or protect a city? Not if the Losaris destroyed it. If that happened, perhaps all power would be gone, and Mom and I would have to figure out how to make it back. Why'd you run away? I asked. Her green eyes locked on mine. No point in staying in hell when you have the key. You're never safe, Sam said, his chisel increasing speed. Not without Elohim. The fire cackled in response. I'd lived without Elohim my whole life and was safe for seventeen years. Yet I had to hide. Sam stood and picked up his flannel shirt from the rock. Instead of putting it on, he draped it around my shoulders. My shivering reduced. Stay warm. My body warmed more from his closeness. He returned to his wood and knife. Stone watched me, her form trembling. I recognized her longing for someone to wrap her with care. Stone had no one. She turned away. Give her the shirt. So Elohim could speak without me wearing the necklace. It didn't mean I had to do what he said. But if he was powerful enough to speak in my thoughts, maybe I should be afraid of what he could do if I didn't obey. I didn't want to. I couldn't give away Sam's generosity. The longer I tried to ignore the voice's instructions, the more my stomach rolled. 
I should share the shirt with Stone. It made little sense. She could be my enemy. But I couldn't live with this increasing pressure growing in my chest. I tried to stand but fell back down. Sam came to my side. What can I get you? I leaned closer, voice low. Give her your shirt. He looked at me in surprise and nodded. Sam took his shirt off my shoulders and walked over to Stone. She eyed him in suspicion, but didn't move. Maybe she figured we were no threat when she had what we needed. Sam set the shirt around her shoulders. Her eyes widened. When I laid back down, I moved closer to Henry, my back against his. He wasn't as warm as the shirt had been, but I was desperate. Sam watched me. I couldn't read his reaction. Maybe he was angry that I'd given away his shirt. Maybe he was jealous that I was close to Henry. Sorry. I wasn't sorry for the way my turmoil had lifted, and in its place a lightness like I'd never known before. Don't be. Sam's dark brown irises reminded me of shiny black agates I'd found along a riverbed years ago. It was quiet. Stone's head dropped on her chin, and she breathed heavier. What are you making? I asked Sam. He smiled. It's a secret. I smiled back. You're mysterious. How so? When you answer questions, your answer is purposeful. Like they're the exact words you intended to say. Few can do that. His grin stayed on his lips as wood chips fell away from his knife. Do you answer all questions, Peril? What do you want to know? Why did Elohim bring you here? I sighed. Why does it feel you've asked me something that you already have the answer to? He chuckled. I want to hear it from you. Sam invited me to go deeper, and I avoided with another question. I moved my head toward the bright stars in the sky that clustered in the thousands like the freckles of a giant. Mom would tell me I came here as a fulfillment to a prophecy. Dad would tell me I came for Mom. Elohim would tell me I came to tear down a wall. Shia would tell me... Never mind what Shia would tell me. Why do you think you're here? He asked. I waited for the stars to answer, for Elohim to bring another vision. I don't know. I looked back to Sam. Have any ideas? In time, I think I will. A lump sat in my throat, and I forced a swallow. How could I feel so close to a man I'd just met, and who had said hardly anything? But what he'd said settled. A spark had started, and I wanted it to grow. Are your parents Lasaris too? He didn't look up from his project. They're gone. I'm sorry for your pain. Sam's face softened, like he hadn't expected me to sense his grief without him needing to explain. Thank you. I studied the scar traveling down the side of his face. What happened to you? Sam touched his cheek. When I was eight, I fell and cut my face right before my mother left me. I sucked in a breath and held it. My turn to ask you, he said. I swallowed. Could I answer as honestly as Sam had? What happened to your face? He reached his hand out as if he wanted to touch my scraped cheek, but brought it down instead. My mom hit me. I grimaced. 
not because she wanted to. I turned my cheek like Elohim told me to, and she stopped. Because she loves me. She'll never stop loving you, Pero, no matter where she is. I smiled. Yeah. I felt for my necklace, but it wasn't there. Could Elohim bring strength without it? My mom was gone for most of my life. You may not believe this, but she disappeared right in front of me. Sam's eyes widened. You don't believe me, do you? I do. Who watched you growing up? I asked. Though the Saris took me in, a woman named Alexis raised me as her own and loved me. He'd been loved. That was all anyone could hope for. I'm glad. I drifted. I'd pause this moment and let it play in my mind for days to come. Sam? I closed my eyes. The blessing I wanted to give him paused on my lips. Koak to you. I heard his smile. And to you. When I opened my eyes again, the sky was light and the air smelled like chicken. Henry slept in the same position he had only a few hours before. Sam held a long stick over the fire with a small animal sizzling. Stone was gone. I combed back my hair and wiped my teeth with my finger before sitting up. Good morning, Sam said. I yawned. Sam smiled. Not a morning person, I take it. I wanted to hide my face behind a fern. Not when I only had a couple hours of sleep. I yawned again. Where's Stone? Sam shrugged. She said she'd be back. The necklace! Sam reached into his pants pocket and pulled it out. She dropped it. How could she be so careless? Unless she'd done it on purpose. Her backpack is gone, I said. Maybe she's giving us a way out, Sam said. That didn't seem like Stone. Maybe she wanted to return the favor after I'd given her the shirt. Should we leave before she comes back? I asked. Sam nodded. We'll leave. I wanted to make sure you had some sleep before we walked to the Lasari's camp. How's your ankle? It hurts still. Let's wake Henry up, have him look at it, and rewrap. We need to have someone check out your cheek, too. The Lasari's will have what we need to heal any infections. Sam pulled the stick away from the fire and set the meat on a leaf. Ooh, hot. He placed it on a rock near me to cool down. It's rabbit. Rabbit. Camel. I'd yet to see chicken in this world. I'd never be able to look at a bunny in the pet store again without feeling guilty. You didn't sleep, I said. I'll make it. Sam blew on the piece of rabbit he held in his hand and took a bite. Maybe he was one of those people who functioned well on five hours of sleep each night, but who died ten years too soon. The rabbit was mild and sweet. I nibbled. Not bad. I put the rest in my mouth and washed it with rainwater that had been collected in a bucket Stone left behind. If she wasn't coming back, where would she go before Carper found her? Sam nudged Henry. He didn't budge. What if Stone drugged him? But she wasn't near him. Unless Sam had fallen asleep, my heart increased with panic. Being careful to not move my foot, I hovered my fingers under Henry's nostrils, still breathing. I looked up at Sam. Wow, does he always sleep this hard? What are you doing? Henry eyed me, then my fingers under his nose. I moved away. Waking you from the dead? His eyes moved down to my lips. Isn't that usually done with a kiss? Ew. 
Why else would you be this close to me, Roe girl? I was cold last night. Henry grinned and sat up. You cuddled with me? I rolled my eyes. Don't breathe into it too much. Henry stood and stretched. Ooh, rabbit. He tore off a piece and set it back down. Hot. We need to leave, Henry, Sam said. Henry picked up the piece of rabbit again and plopped it in his mouth. Where's Stone? We don't know, I said. We think she's taken off. The necklace? Is in Sam's pocket. Sam held it up. You should wear it, Sam, I said, so you don't lose it. Sam hesitated. Henry should take it. Henry put his hands up. I don't want to be held responsible. Sam fidgeted as he tucked it back into his pocket. How'd you scare Carrot Top? Henry asked. Sam helped me to my feet. Para was nice to Stone, and so she left. Are you serious? As if I'd never been nice before. I leaned against Sam and scolded Henry with my pointer finger held out. Whatever you're thinking, I don't want to hear it. I didn't say a word, he backed away. Keep that thing away from my nose. Gladly. Let me look at your ankle. Henry knelt down and unwrapped his jacket, revealing a swollen and purple ankle. It's definitely sprained. He touched it gently. I wish I had something for the swelling. I blinked back tears. I'll rewrap it, Henry said. Could you lend me your green shirt, Sam? I think it might stay better and not add as much pressure. Can't. Stone took it with her. Odd that she would take that but leave the necklace. Henry wrapped my ankle. Sam winked at me. I took a deep breath as the pain in my ankle amped up. Henry tightened the jacket. Let me know if this slips off and I'll readjust it. I nodded. Henry studied my face. It's okay if you need to cry, Ro. I wiped my eyes. I'm fine, really. I turned to Sam. Can you carry me for three hours? You didn't sleep. I'll try my best. Sam lifted me off my feet. I'll take over at ten, Henry said. That's when I'm most alert. I know, I said. Henry looked surprised, as if he wanted me to notice him. I hadn't cared for him as more than a bodyguard before and now not any more than a friend. But he said things that made me wonder if he wanted to be more than my friend. I liked Sam. No, I was drawn to Sam. But should I dismiss Henry from my mind so quickly? After we had been walking for what felt like hours, Sam stumbled. Do you need to set me down? He lowered me to the ground as if he'd been waiting for me to ask. I only need a moment. Sam tried to catch his breath. Henry offered the bucket of rainwater he carried. I'm sorry to put you through this, I said. It's not your fault, Peril, Sam said. Yeah, but... A whiz near my ear interrupted. Sam yelled out and stumbled backward. An arrow lodged in his shoulder. I reached for him and stopped when I landed on my ankle. Henry caught Sam and laid him on the ground. I looked up at the sound of a snapping twig. You didn't even say goodbye. Carper was gripping Stone's arm. Jimmy stood next to him, a bow and arrow in his hands.